All right, Mooch, you got me? Yep. All right, perfect. All right, so, hey, let's start off with first. Uh, just want to let you know, if, if, you know, we start, you know, towing a line or step on a grenade or anything, just know that this isn't live. If you, if, you know, if you want to yes. just let me know yeah. to cut anything, like, no problem, all right? Yeah, no, no problem. I appreciate it. Thank you. Very nice. No, no, no problem. Um, so, Mooch, uh, you know, other than, you know, say someone, you know, in general, you hear Anthony Scaramucci, they may hear, oh, the guy who lasted, you know, what, was 10, 11 days in the White House. But what people don't know is, you know, you're an unbelievably successful businessman, entrepreneur, you, you know, founder and co-manager of Skybridge, which is um, your investment um, company. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. So $11 billion investment company. And, uh, you know, we've got 60 employees and four offices around the world, but I think you're right. I think uh, particularly the media, the media likes to uh, sound by you and to press you into a sentence, uh, you know, and so, they want to focus on the fact that I didn't last at the White House. That's fine. I, 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 I tell my kids that you're not going to get everything right in life. And you know, listen, I made a mistake. I talked to somebody who I thought was a friend on the phone. Uh, his father knew my dad for 50 years. Yeah, um, so confidence you thought. Yeah, and I made a mistake, and so, so I own that mistake. I'm not a guy that says anything other than the fact that I did something fireable. I was on the phone with a with a reporter that was recording me, um, and it's a one-party state, so they're allowed to record you without your permission. And then I said a few things that were inappropriate, and uh, he wanted to make them very standing with the president, and obviously, uh, you know, create a news cycle for himself. And so it was very transactional on his part. But truth of the matter is, I I fell into the trap and made the mistake, so I own it. Uh, you'll never hear me uh, not be accountable for it. And what I tell my kids is that uh, some things go your way, other things don't go your way. It's important to be accountable and no whining, you know, no whining in sports and politics. Dust dust yourself off and move forward. But what I did tell the president is, hey, man, you made me as famous as Melania and Ivanka, and I didn't have to sleep with you for your daughter. So, you know, him and I are just fine. You know, my my attitude is – I'm not going to lose my friendship or my relationship with the president over something political. Um, did, did you know President Trump from your days? Obviously, he's a New York City businessman. You, you, obviously, you're from New York City. Me being from New York City, I know him just as Donald, the guy who you know built a ton of the apartment complexes in Queens where I live. Um, you knew him before before getting into the whole political scene? Um, yeah, well, I mean, I don't want to exaggerate the relationship. I met him a few times. He was a super high-profile guy in New York, so... I definitely, our paths crossed a few times. Um, I got to more seriously know him during the Romney campaign, but it wasn't until that. we really got started on the Trump presidential campaign that we got to really know each other. But, but uh, you know, listen, we, we, uh, we trafficked the same circles, went to a lot of the same charity events, went to the same sort of premieres, some of the same parties in New York. And so, yeah, you know, I had a, I had a good rapport and a good relationship with him. Good. And, 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 and Luke, I want to give you credit and, like, you know, not so much to pat you on the back, more so to say, like, this is something we need more of, like, just in general. And that's where, basically, like, we ended up with this podcast. People can't agree to disagree. People can't fail and just move on. They got to harp on it. And, make, like you said, make it, sometimes then they'll make a news cycle out of, I mean, you were a news cycle for two weeks, <laughs> you know. And well, I was, I like mean, they, it they can like make a lot longer. 
Well, I think the news cycle say goes goes two weeks, but I think that it, it lingers because when people, you know, don't if people dive into like you know your profile, like what, everything you do, you're the founder of like like I said, I wanted to speak with you about, and this is really interesting. I kind of like if it's cool, you can kind of take this away. Other one, no, let me know. I mean, I read up a little bit on it. What's this all conference? Um, it's a conference coming up uh, first and first first second week in May at the Bellagio. Um, just want to let everybody know know what that's about. You're the uh, founder of that, which I actually just found out, and that's been nine years running now, is it? Yeah, this will be our tenth anniversary. And, uh, you know, I don't know if you went to the website, but if you go to uh, salt.org, you'll see on the website that I invited John Kelly to the event. You know, John fired me at the White House. And so my attitude is, hey, man, you know, let's let bygones be bygones. You know, he's, yeah. a, uh, he's an American patriot and U.S. Marine, and uh, he felt that he needed to fire me at that moment, and so he did, and now we're moving on. You know, I'm a, uh, what, what I'm not going to do is harp on things. I think try to send a message to people. We may not always agree, uh, but we, we don't have to go crazy on each other and tear the country apart. And the other thing is I tell young people, you're going to make mistakes. I made one. I'd like to tell you that was the only one I've made. I've made phone books of mistakes in my life. But the number one thing you have to do when you're making a mistake is to forgive yourself. You know, you have to take the millstone of regret and woe off of your neck and drop it. You know? Otherwise, you wake up in the morning and you kick yourself in the butt and say, oh, geez, I made a mistake at the White House that got me fired. You know, and you carry it with you for the rest of your life. Don't let that happen. Life is too beautiful. It's too amazing of an experience to allow any one thing to sidetrack you. Absolutely. And, and it seems that some people kind of feel that they get either pigeonholed or kind of they put their blinders on where I'm just this. Okay, you're just an activist or you're just a, you know, a, a talking head on TV. But it's also something like you. It's like, okay, Anthony Scaramucci, former White House direct, you know, communications director. And if it ends at that, but it's like, no, you're a very successful businessman. You know, you, you have Skybridge. I found thing Salt has done, you know, great things and had, you know, people from presidents to vice presidents to um, Nikki Haley this year. Yeah, yeah Ambassador Haley's going to be there. I also bring in Susan Rice. Uh, Valerie Jarrett just wrote a book. I'm, I'm bringing her. And that's, my attitude and is a different opinion. Bipartisan. Yeah, exactly. You know, the thing is to make it bipartisan, uh, give, make it an open forum. And uh, we have differences, but you know what? We have way more in common. You know, when I when I went on Celebrity Big Brother earlier part of the year, I was living in the house for two weeks with uh, 11 people, 10 other people than myself. Huh? And, or, you know, it was actually 12 people in total, but like I was, I was saying to people, uh, you know, everybody was so dramatically different, yet, you know, a week in the house, you realize how similar we are to each other. Absolutely. You know, so, 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 so my point is, you know, you can come from different backgrounds, different ethnic origins, different sexual orientation. Big deal. You know, we all have so much in common. Let's just try to like relax a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I wish more. I wish people would focus more on, or at least give a little bit of attention to everything instead of you know blowing up and making things a big deal on on the you know handful of things we disagree on why don't we all come mm-hmm. together as one it, it seems so simple and it seems like it's just so it, if everyone can just say all right we all love our country right yes okay it doesn't matter if you're man woman with trans you know transgender black white yellow brown purple anything you know why can't mm-hmm. we all say we, we love our country we want our country to do well we want our stock market to be booming we want our unemployment numbers to be low we don't want to pay high taxes 
We don't want mm-hmm. American jobs leaving America for different countries. We don't want them. Yep. So if we can all agree on those basic principles of we all love America and we want America to be better than everyone else, we all can agree on that. But yep. we can't agree on do we want a wall at the border or left versus right or t- Trump's last tweet. We, we disagree on that thing, but we don't agree right. on we all love our country. Well, yeah, I mean, I think it's well said. And the other thing is we have to stop the nonsense and start doing the right things to rebuild the country. You know, we need more strategic planning. You know, I, I gave a speech earlier today in Naples, Florida, where I basically said, you know, there's no 25-year plan for America. There's no uh, right-sizing of the uh, entitlement situation, rebuilding our fraying infrastructure, uh, straightening out our uneven educational system that's K-12. Um, if you had 25-year plans in place that were bipartisan, that were less focused on right or wrong policy, but more focused on uh, – I'm sorry, left or right policy, but more focused on right or wrong policy, let me tell you something. The country would be humming. We have an unbelievable country, great diversity of people, tremendous natural resources, a phenomenal legal system, arguably the best in the world. And if we could just relax a little bit and focus on – industrial policy, infrastructure, things that the country sorely needs, and, and, and set a course for 25 years. Let me tell you something, 25 short years, uh, we'll be killing it. You know, but what we do is we, we, we have a two-minute cycle. We have a fight on television, and we rip each other apart daily in the press, and it's not really having a great benefit to our children or our grandchildren. So, for me, I'm glad to be part of the fight. I think I've accidentally got in it. I've never really been politically motivated. I've always been business and worked as an entrepreneur. But because of uh, the presidency, you know, Trump's presidency, it thrusted me into the spotlight. And now I'm, I have no problem having a voice at the table. And I think that it's a common sense voice. And I'm going to keep pushing. And, and, and listen, I wish, and, you know, the more and more that we go over, you know, the similarities between yourself and I because, and, you know, I don't think you'd mind I, you know, bring this up because it's all public and all, but you know, you voted on, or you were a fundraiser for um, President mm-hmm. Obama and or Hillary Clinton at, one, at yeah. some point in time. Well, well, yeah, well, what happened was, uh, well, yeah, they tried to distort things a little bit, but I, I definitely gave money to the first Hillary Clinton for Senate campaign. Uh, my uh-huh. friends were involved in it. They asked me to give, give her money. I was politically agnostic at the time. Barack Obama is a different story. You know, I went to law school with him. My friends were supporting him. Again, I was somewhat politically agnostic at that time. Once right. the president uh, got a hold of the uh, the country and started asserting sort of, um, you know, pretty much left-leaning policies, I said, okay, wait a minute. That doesn't make sense. I mean, that's not where I really live ideologically. And so, you know, I, uh, I went to go work for Governor Romney in 2012 and then ended up Obviously, 2016, I worked with President Trump. So, so we're here now. Um, and, uh, you know, look, Trump's a beast. I mean, he, uh, you know, I think it's going to be hard to beat in 2020. And, and I think, I, I think, right. I don't think, I don't think any of these far, like, uh, to me, the only people who have a chance against him, and uh, I'm not saying that these people are, are going for him, but I think the only people that have, re- I mean, personally, I like, you know, uh, like an Andrew Yang, Howard Schultz. I just don't think they have enough mm-hmm. momentum. Uh, yeah. they, they, you know, they just, I, I, they got great ideas and they're, they're mm-hmm. Democrats. They're liberals. They're actual liberals. They're not what yep. the Democratic mm-hmm. Party is, you know, radically. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the, I don't think the they have enough momentum. Party socialized, but yeah. 
Exactly. Well, I mean, the, like, the, the, the socialist party. Case, he doesn't have he doesn't have the name recognition. Uh, exactly. Necessary notoriety. In Howard's case, he has more name recognition. Do you uh, think he's, he's going to run as an independent? I don't. I don't. Really? I, don't I think it. Is, I think that ensures a Trump electoral success. I don't know but so, so do I. So do I. So I think. Yeah. Uh, what yeah. I, so, something I'm thinking about is, is is it possible that even Schultz, you know, comes to the realization? Okay. Sorry. Sorry about that. Uh, if uh, if he comes to the realization, okay, I, I'm not going to get the Democratic, you know, I'm not going to get the nod for uh, the Democratic nomination. But if I run, if I get five percent of the vote, I can then I'll make sure that Trump wins. And it's not necessarily, I mean, basically, yeah. it's to spite the Democrats. Yeah, well, he might he might do that if he thinks it's a super hard left candidate running. I, I hope I think what he's hoping to do is he's hoping to pull his party yeah. away from the left and move it into the center, but. But ultimately, you know, look, if he had more personal magnitude and he had a more galvanizing uh, way of speaking, um, um, I think he's on to something. It's just the problem is, is you need you need to uh, uh, you need to magnetize people and get them attracted to you. No, and uh, one thing I wanted to uh, ask you about, Mooch, was uh, your piece that you wrote for was it Empire Report? Um. I'm, I'm sorry. You I'm sorry. Um, it, you're talking about the Mueller report? No, 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 not Mueller. I don't want to get to that yet, Mooch. Come on, man. We got till Thursday. Oh, okay. <laughs> please, 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 please. We got till Thursday. Just no Mueller yet. Right. Uh, no, I was talking right. about the. Um, I believe it was the uh, the, the piece wrote where it was uh, New York is at a t- tipping point. Was that on Empire Report? Oh yeah, yes. I wrote on the Empire Report. Yeah, Empire Report. I'll, 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 I'll tweet out that. Yeah, I'll tweet out that link yeah. to share this, but um, I, mm-hmm. I I really liked that piece because as a native New Yorker, you know, obviously care very deeply about my home state. And um, our first special episode actually was with um, Larry Sharp, who ran for uh, governor of New York yes, against sure. Cuomo. Yep, I remember. And but you know, my my point is is that they're going to tax the thing into an oblivion. You know, now they're yeah. they want to they want to they want to add another transaction tax to all the real estate. So. New York State's going into the real estate business alongside us. They're going to crush the real estate here. People are going to move into lower-cost states. So that's a real shame because I love the city of New York. I love the state of New York. It's just really bad management because what they're forgetting is taxes are actually a price for services. And so there's no accountability. There's no auditing of the budget. There's no auditing of the department. We can't see where the graft is. We can't see where the corruption is. Right, and and what, and what you find, JP, when you're in a uh, when you're in a uh, a single party state, whether it's communist China or the state of New York, it's rife with corruption. Because if these people can stay permanently in power, yeah, they start they they, they the temptation is overwhelming to take from the till. You know, so it's a real shame. It, it is. You know, I I wish. You know, for me, you know, I live in Arizona here because it's so cheap to live here. Which, you know, uh, mm-hmm. my fiance and I have a house with a, you know, with a, with a, with a pool in the backyard, in the, with an in-ground pool in the backyard for what I'd be paying for one room, sharing a bathroom with everyone in Manhattan for two grand. You know, for mm-hmm. I'm getting paying half of that for a house and an in-ground. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I would love to live back in New York City. My fiance is actually from New Jersey, from Madawan, Central Jersey, and we want to live mm-hmm. back on the East Coast eventually when we start our family, but. It's so expensive to do so that it does financially. It, it, it'd be stupid to go up there and waste the amount of money you could be saving living right. further down south, where there's less taxes, less you know whatever it may be. People are going to be running away from California, New York, and states like that. And that's how do you stop that? How do you rectify that? 
well, other than I mean, other than stopping totally, taxing people because it's like it, it seems like the well, no, them, it's totally it's totally rectifiable. You have to. I mean, honestly, you and I know. I mean, as business people, if you have a hundred and seventy-five billion dollar budget. You're telling me you can't take 10% of that budget and cut it? Of course you can. I mean, every right. business can uh, do with 5% less than what they're currently operating on. Um, and so, in, and businesses in, in cyclical situations have to do that. You know, the government is on this uh, entitlement system where they feel that they get to raise taxes and raise rates, and, and 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 every year they have to have growth. You could just freeze the budget for three years, as an example and uh, the state would start doing better. So, I mean, there's so many things you could do, but, I mean, the problem is the minute you go to push something like that into the agenda, they'll try to demonize you, they'll try to discredit you, and, and smoke you out of a race. I mean, so, I mean, it's a vicious thing. I mean, I, I predict that this woman, Ocasio-Cortez, will get uh, melee by uh, Speaker Pelosi. I mean, there's no way you could call it that level. Do you think she's going to make it through an entire term in Congress? She'll probably make it through an entire term in Congress, but I don't think she's going to make a full term. What about Omar? I don't think think she's going to make a full term. Well, yeah. I mean, I think she's very vulnerable. You know, I mean, there's a lot of of Jewish Americans in her district, and uh, people are upset about all of her anti-Semitic comments and stuff like that. So, I mean, they'll probably rally against her, see if they can oust her. But these two are unmitigated disasters. But they're so powerful right now. Well, only because the the uh, media is giving them a megaphone, but I I love the power that they're re- representing right now because they're basically going to guarantee a Trump re-election victory. Well, yeah, they're taking people, the mask they're taking the mask off what yeah. the party's become. Yeah, I mean, people, people like those, me and people like 100%. me run the other way. And yeah, hundred percent. People, yeah, of course. So people see that and say, okay, I'm closing the curtain, voting for Trump. Right. So I, I I have to hop again, but if you want to talk again tomorrow, just let me know. I'll give you a call. Um, Amen. Good I really morning, like you. Um, is there a better time okay. for you, morning, afternoon? Yeah, probably the best time for me would probably be around 7.30 tomorrow morning. Does that work? And that's that's what time? That's uh, oh, wait, 7.30 that, on that's the that's well, no, 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 That's too early for you. I, I get up at 2.30 in the morning each morning. All right, so here's what you do. Text me at 7.30 Eastern, and then I'll give you a okay. call. Cool, How's yeah. That? Um, right, actually, um, that's 4.30. Yeah, I'm at work at about quarter to 4 in the morning, so we can actually talk from like 4.30 to 4, you know, like 4.30 yeah. to 5. That'd be great, man. Yeah, whatever you need. Okay, just send me that text, and I'll I'll give you a call at 7.30. Perfect. We'll just talk to you in the morning, man. I really appreciate it. God bless you, man. Have a good one. You too.